I'm just learning so much in the last couple of years because it's the career's sort of taken off and and just knowing that if you prep the hell out of it then on set you can do whatever because you've got that structure hello and welcome to the now then podcast in this conversation we speak to director tina ball aka tiny bullet we discuss her love of dark comedy working with diverse crews and bringing commercial scripts to life this episode is sponsored by smoke and mirrors hope you enjoy Now then, Tina. Now then, Greg. Huh? <laughs> this is so weird. Now then, Tina. Tiny or Tina? Tiny bullet, Tina bullet? Tiny. Tiny bullet. To Ta- my to my work friends. And Tina. To we're just work, well, we're no, just, we're well, just no work one, friends now. No, no one actually ever calls me Tina. Oh, really? No, virtually nobody. I've never, even when I was little, my mum and my teachers all called me Titch. And I've I've got bully, I've got teeny bop, I've got T T B, so and right. and tiny, I kind of like tiny because sometimes on set when you are, you can't be like mean to me if you're calling me tiny. <laughs> do you know what I mean? <laughs> so no, I think you need to do another take. We do don't like that lens. Do 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 tiny. It sort of softens the blow a little bit. <laughs> it's happened a few times. <laughs> So I'm sticking with it. <laughs> but then you've got the, the, the polar opposite of bullet and yeah, the end of it. <laughs> I know. Yeah. I know. I think I need to find a bullet to my tiny. So we can. I need to be a duo, really. Yeah. But where did bullet come from then? Um, so my, obviously, Tina Ball and then yeah. everything. I was always called. So my name came from in Australia when I was there. And um, I was always called Bully in the office. And the, and the honest tr- I, everyone says... Why are you called Tiny Bullet? And I always used to say it's because I'm small and very fast. But the truth is, it's because, and this was about six years ago, where um, my producer at the time, Nick, says, hey, why don't we just change your name so that you can't tell that you're a girl? Which is ironic, because now it's kind of cool to be a female director. (laughs) And so we put, so we just started doing it as saying Tiny Bullet, and then I've moved back here, and then it's just taken off. And also it just means I've got that as my alter ego. So... Tina is quite a quiet, shy person, and then Tiny's a bit out there. Our director on set. <laughs> but did you? So that was the conscious decision to be like, oh, it's um, it's a uh, so no one knows your gender. Yeah, that's weird. so interesting. It's bonkers, isn't it? Because yeah. um, I don't really think too much about it. I've I've always kind of been quite busy, but not necessarily on the kind of cool stuff, really. Yeah. And um, and so. Nick, he, we just thought, let's just give it a try. And then I got signed in the UK and was chatting to Philippa, who was the EP at the time. And she was like, yeah, I kind of, it's kind of cool, yeah. And then it's just sort of, and then just coincidentally, since I moved back, my kind of work's kind of come to life. And, and yeah, it's just like, it's just an alter ego, really. Wow. There's a different hat to put on, on set. Yeah. Have you, has there any scripts come in and them not, them not knowing if you're uh, male or female? Oh, not since I've been Tiny Bullet, because I don't think it's so too much of a deal, big deal now. It's a good thing. Yeah. But definitely it's happened when um, when I was in Australia. I was virtually good, uh, somewhere in Saudi Arabia. I was literally about to get on the plane. I mean, I, that's a more of a cultural thing, but I was about to get on the plane and um, they liked the show real, they liked the treatment. And my producer at the time got a phone call, an email saying, oh, is Tiny... Is t- is t- I was actually... Um, no, I was actually Tina then, but they didn't know 
that that was a girl. They said, is Tina a girl? And then it, it didn't happen. Really? Yeah. Oh, wow. Fucking hell. But um, no, not not really, not anymore, because I've also got an icon. I've got um, my little unicorn, little yeah. avatar. Yeah. Yeah. I just like to be, I don't know, a bit of a mystery. It's nice, though. I think it's a cool thing. <laughs> you got an avatar, Ozzy. Nah. But my real name's not Ozzy. Oh. My real name's Oliver. Oh, I like Ozzy. Yeah, so but I've always been called Ozzy since since I was a kid. But I treat that as like a yeah a kind of alter ego. As yeah, well. it's cool. Then no one can find the real me. Yeah, <laughs> like an alter ego. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Yeah. I oh, know. Did I sound really wanky then? I said I've got an alter ego. <laughs> All right. Well, what's your What's your Oscar? Fucking got one. Go on, Craig. Um, Bing bong. <laughs> <laughs> Bing bong. <laughs> And 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 so you've got a really interesting background because you were an animation designer for for a long time. And yeah. Then, and then I guess coming into kind of directing um, live action a little bit later down the line. Yeah. Well, it was it's more um, in terms of what you you would. So I started off doing um, like broadcast design, so After Effects, and there were and title sequences and things like that. So you know, like for the BBC, they'd always do the promos and things. So I started off doing that, um, and I guess my first job my first shoot was when I was 21 when I was I did the title sequence for Antiques Roadshow so there was always a little bit of design like within the you know you call yourself a designer and animator but you do I always used to really love doing the um the filming side so come from that background which meant unfortunately I didn't really know what I was doing on set to start off with because I didn't go to film school or anything and um, like my producer at the time actually had to on that shoot the Antiques Roadshow had to come up and tell me to say action and cut because I didn't, I'd never been on set before or anything, and I was like, "Come on then, all right? When when you're all ready, can you all stop walking?" <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, so the, the, I did, did start doing a bit of directing, but it wasn't pro- like um, films or commercials, and only really got into that when I got signed in Australia. So, so how did how did all that come about then, in terms of like leaving the kind of anim- animation behind and then yeah. just going kind of. Yeah. Full steam into into the live action. Well, I guess so I was I'd been backpacking and um a DP friend of mine said, um so I'd done my year like, you know, backpacking thing in Australia if you're under thirty you get your year visa and I was about to come back here and a DP friend of mine, I did like a week left before I, my flight, he said, Oh, there's this company that are called um, Prodigy, take on young directors. Why don't you just go in and say hello? So I was like, Oh, all right then. So I went in. I'd literally been for a whole year living or out of a rucksack, and I had my showreel, it was DVD, covered in sand, and I, put, I like, really scruffy, and I popped it on, and the first thing that I'd done was a, um, a sort of an animation stroke live action thing for British Airways, and the EP at the company just says, oh, my God, I saw that this week on the plane, and said to my wife, oh, that's interesting. And then, I, and then I literally come in and put it on in my showreel, and he literally just said, oh, we'll sign you now. And I was like, well, what does that mean? Um... I don't, I don't know what you're talking about. I said, my visa, work visa is about to run out. And so he goes, don't worry. So within three weeks, I was a permanent resident. And this guy, Jonathan, he literally changed my life overnight because I didn't even know what I'd kind of walked into, really. I actually thought like I was on a, going to be on a salary and, um, and I wasn't going to stay because I didn't know anybody in Australia. And weirdly enough, I was on the bus uh, and um, my two mates from college art school who come from near where you two grew up in batley they just said we just moved over we're not from fucking batley no it's batley rough 
Anyway. Not quite as rough as where we're from. No. But anyway, and then they said, let's all share a house. And then then 12 years later, I wake up and I'm like, oh, I'm a commercials director. How did that happen? But it's just it's just fate, and I believe in all that. Just different journeys and things happening. Yeah, me too. Um, Let me just write prodigy, John <laughs> at prodigy. Cool, nice. That one. doesn't exist uh, anymore. <laughs> but that that company took as like found lots of um, like Mark <clears throat> Malloy started off there. Oh, right, Tim right. Bullock. Wow. Um, I always say that though. Just, I think the main thing is um, we. I always say it to you, don't I? Just get involved. Yeah. Like, if you don't get involved, you never. Nothing really ever happens to you. Yeah, you and don't overthink it too yeah, much. Yeah, overthink it. Yeah. Um, I always believe that. Yeah, I'm. A, yeah, it just takes you down a different. You just say yes to lots of things, really. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, wow. And then, so then they built you up in Australia. So how long were you in Australia then? So I was there for about. As a gr- uh, about ten years, but um, I didn't really work too much in Australia. I'd end up having to go because it was just hard to get get a break. To be honest with you, yeah. um, and the scripts I got were just not great. So I was actually do- still doing my design work because I really love doing that, and that's really creative. So I was sort of doing freelancing, doing broadcast. So the equipment, um, so for Foxtel, it's the equipment of Sky here. So that was keeping me creative, and then I would fly it out, and they would. My production company would let me go off to like Asia, India, Vietnam, just literally Wild West on my own. I can't believe that I used to do this. And I've had so many nightmares of just productions, crazy stuff that now I just think I can handle absolutely anything. Because if you're just thrown in at the deep end, I've had shoots where, because I lot of my stuff, video, uh, you know, visual and post and everything, where people are moving the cameras and no one's talking English on set. It's not like... Once you get to a certain level now, I've protected, I've got my first, I've got my team. Whereas back then, I really don't know what on earth I was doing. But it was just good because I had learnt how to be a director and no one was watching me. Do you know what I mean? It was just make mistakes and um, just go, well, at least I'm shooting. You know, it doesn't matter so much. It's just learning, isn't it? Big time. And uh, I was going to say, because your your work's... It's very difficult to make me laugh, but your work made me laugh so much. Oh, really? It's funny. Oh, thank yeah, it you. It is funny. It's funny. And <laughs> I, I think comedy is a difficult one to nail, isn't it? Yeah, you know? it is. Especially within commercials. Yeah. Because it can, it can go the opposite way. Oh, and isn't it cringe as well? Because you're selling a product at the end it's, of the day and you're like... Yeah. Oh, it's so, oh, yeah. But, uh, you know, I absolutely loved loved looking you through, through your reel. Like, <laughs> well, thank you. Where, where's, the, where's that kind of... It's new. Yeah, where's that come from? Well, it's actually, it's become very recent because I was always, everything I've always done coming from an art background is always, it's got to look like something. It's got to have this lens, it's got to look slick or it's got to look this. It's all about the the style. And then since I came back, I just embraced being um, around, like I just love like hanging out with Northerners. It's just like the British sensibility is and I just see funny stuff that in in quite dark stuff sometimes and it's just that honesty and I will just go well it's it's funny for me and I don't know I'm just getting a bit more confident that I'm just, if I, if I like it then I'm sure someone else will like it and not overly like some of the scripts that I get are a little bit over the top and a bit slapstick and I'm like why are we doing this what's the reason for that am I trying too hard to make it's I think you're really bearing your soul to say this is funny isn't it? it yeah. You know, like, I know a lot of directors and a couple of my friends that do stand-up. I'm like, wow, how on earth could you do that? That's so scary. Yeah. But um, cause it, it, it does expose you. Um, 
But I guess casting, I think. Casting. I was just going to say, your casting just seems yeah. you know, spot on. Like, and, and I think also from watching them, and like, I mean, it feels like that everyone within like all your commercials just seems so comfortable. <laughs> and I've just no doubt to get those kind of performances, you must be in a space of real trust. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. I can, I, I, for some reason, I get the vibe that you've just gone crazy and gone, let's try this, let's yeah. try it. It feels like... Trusting them. Yeah. It feels like, well, the, is there a lot of freedom on your sets to kind of play around with stuff? Yeah, again, that's just come in the last couple of years where I'm just getting really confident um, in, in my cast for the first time. I'm not second-guessing, oh, what's the client going to think of this or what's this going to happen? I just think, and I've got this, I, got, I really believe in energy. And when I meet anybody... I just I can look into their soul. <laughs> I'm not an, I'm not a witch really, but I can just see I can sense whether they're a bit nervous or if they're feeling intimidated or if they're they're you know overly confident. And I just think that um, I just try to make them feel as comfortable as possible on set. And it comes down to right from the beginning, from like the runner, the makeup person. Whoever is interacting with that person, everything has to make them feel centre of attention and then to try stuff out. So that it was obviously, we'll have the script, but then I always think that, and luckily, and most of the time, my first choices are usually what the creatives are first choices. And you know straight away, if, you, if you're ticking the same people, we're all on the same page. Yeah. Um, and I guess it's just making sure. And then, so yeah, we'll do the script. But um, and like just recently, I've just done something for Ireland, where we just said, and we do a little bit of improv and re in the rehearsals and stuff like that, but don't over rehearse it, and yeah. then just go. There's no, no, luckily you just keep the camera rolling, just go. Doesn't matter, nothing's you know nothing's wrong. Yeah. So then it don't become stiff on set. You just like yeah. open and free and yeah, see what comes. Definitely, and the best stuff on my reel <laughs> has come from letting you know them riff a little bit. But you need good people in the first place. There's nothing worse than, as you guys will probably know, uh, I have actually said to someone, you're acting like uh, you're like a piece of cardboard, and that, that just sort of came out. <laughs> <laughs> Can you, are you going to be able to cut things? <laughs> no, we do not cut anything. This is life. <laughs> <laughs> you're acting like a piece of cardboard. Cut. <laughs> I've learned how to say cut now. <laughs> It's funny though with the freedom. I've just done this. Um, I'm doing just doing this documentary at the minute on rugby league. But we, I just did this small spot, um, a more of like a stylized promo film for this club uh, up north, working with rugby players yeah. uh, and non-actors. Oh god, they're the worst <laughs> sometimes. Yeah. Well, you, you'd think, you'd yeah. think actually, but these guys really fucking brought it. And, Brilliant. And to be fair, I was screaming. You know, it's all this kind of idea of like running towards this kind of blazing flame that is the Super League. So. Yeah. And I lost my voice, you know. I, I'm screaming a lot as well <laughs> to get them charged up. But they were so supportive. And funnily enough, from that, there's like a rugby player just kind of shone out for me. And then really? now we're going to do this shot. For, oh, fucking hell, yeah. the club doesn't know, but we're doing this shot Amazing. film together now. Yeah, because they're going to be really, because <laughs> they're going to be really nervous, aren't they? Because I've filmed sports people before, and they are like um, Tom Daly. I did um, an early like sport relief thing, one of my first jobs, and. Um, he he could he wants to be an actor. He wants to yeah you know, he wants to be a presenter. And it's weird that he he was great, but he could see he was a little bit nervous because he thought I was going to I'm not intimidating at all on set. <laughs> and he you know you think oh there's the director this like small person in the background. 
but as you say, if they if you make them feel comfortable and you encourage them, you know, they're just going to do their thing, aren't they? Exactly, yeah. That's it's like it. you matching that guy's energy. When you're losing your voice, screaming at him. Oh, they absolutely shut themselves. They're, you're really? matching it, so they feel then in a comfort, comfortable place. But it's about that, isn't it? And yeah. yeah it's, it's exciting, that. I kind of <laughs> lo- love that. And um, I was quite nervous about it, but as soon as it got going... Did you have a megaphone? No, I didn't. I was just next to him. Just had his hands next to him. And do you know much about? I've got a couple of friends who are directors, and they always they get all the rugby and the um, and the footy stuff, and they both of them haven't got a clue. They hate football and they hate rugby, and they're like, "Why do I keep getting these scripts?" Uh, you do want it, just yeah. keeps on coming. Yeah. <laughs> Weirdly enough, though. that's kind of working in my advantage at the minute. Is yeah. Kind of being outside the sport and, and and coming into it, you know, this kind of. That ignorance or innocence to it, which is, can be quite yeah. nice, yeah. Or if yeah. you don't have, like, um, I'm a massive football fan, always have been, and so my when I, I worked with Gary Lineker, I was so nervous because I'd heard that, you know, about Gary Lineker or whatever. And my mum said, she goes, "Oh, just tell him that, show him that picture of you in in your Spurs kit." I was like, "Mum, you can't do that." <laughs> but he was actually really lovely on set. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> but you you don't have football in your reel, though, do you? Um, oh dear! I did no. something last year for um, football uh, for the Women's World Cup. Oh great! But, but it was just fans, and that's why I actually won the job because it was for Wade and Kennedy in New York. Oh great! And when it came, in, and I've actually pitched on a couple of things that haven't sort of came, come out uh, as a, I didn't win, um, but it was just like I absolutely love anything to do with football, and so that came in. I won the job because on the call on the Zoom with the creators in New York, it was just so obvious that I was just. Literally, and actually, on the end of my treatment, I had a, I've got a photograph of me in my England kit on my seventh birthday with my Liverpool hat on, and I wrote, and I wrote, um, I would love to work with you from Tiny Tiny Bullet. Oh, and, nice. Um, they said actually because I became really good friends with them. We shot um, last June. Emotional right there. <laughs> <laughs> writing that one down. Yeah, that one Photoshop. Down. <laughs> I really. Want oh no, to I'm giving you all my you. tips. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But they said, and I say, I got on really, I was like some of the loveliest creators I've ever worked with, and they said that I'd won the job on that call just because I was just going on about football all the time. Because of the enthusiasm mm. you bring into it, because there's nothing's coming, it's coming from a place of tr- uh, truth yeah. rather than just... A fandom, so, isn't it? Yeah, and so, but like trying to spin some lies to try and get a job. Yeah. Being like, okay, uh, I've got to know about football, uh, you, know, yeah. it, you know, which sometimes for a job, yeah. sometimes comes and you do think... Right, I'm going to try and research as much as I can for this and spew out when it's not really coming from a place of. It's so nice honesty. not knowing anything, though. I think. Yeah, some yeah, but then but then say that and be like honest with it. Be like, yeah. look, but this is this why is where I'm coming a, from. This is yeah. why it's an advantage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. for sure. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Well, and also you can come at it from a different angle because it depends on what. So the thing with that job is great because it was all about the fans, and if you're a true fan, if you've got someone that is. It's saying, oh, are you going to look at that woolly hat and it's got stripes and you need to do this? And a real fan will go, no, that's rubbish. It depends who your audience is. Yeah, Whereas yeah. for like with certain football, I guess, I don't know, it just it comes down if you're a good director, you can d- direct anything, I think. Yeah. Really? Yeah. I agree. Yeah. yeah. And your work is really it's really intricate and it's really well-crafted. It's <laughs> yeah, we were, like, we were watching it and we were like, it feels very... Very well planned, mm. like every shot and sequence. Yeah, feels very choreographed. Yeah, I'm a bit bit of a over planner. So yeah, do you sto- do you storyboard a lot? Yeah, prep prep everything to death, basically, so that I can be. F- and again, it's a new thing. I'm I'm just learning so much in the last couple of years because it's the career's sort of taken off. 
and and just lo- knowing that if you prep the hell out of it, then on set you can do whatever because you've got that s- structure. Um, so in terms of even if even if it's and again coming from the visual point of view, everything I do, I always just try. It, everything's crafted, I guess, um, without sounding too you know funny about it. But then sometimes if like I just think if it's a good idea and it's and I'm moving more into doing casting and performance. You should just let that be the thing. So I just did something recently in Ireland where I didn't. I said I don't want it to look like I, a director's directed it, which sounds a bit silly, but I put that in the treatment. I just said I don't want you to notice the lighting. I don't want you to notice the wardrobe. I don't want you to notice anything. It just needs to be, and I don't want to notice you notice the edit. I don't want to edit. But even then, I'm on set and I'm like, mm, can we move that tomato sauce bottle? Just to, <laughs> I just couldn't help myself. That's what. That's the one. Is it? Is it vote? It's like that's yeah. a chippy. Yeah. Someone trying to order chips, you and then someone comes over and says, I oh. don't oh, know. Yeah. Really clever. I'll have that. I'll have loads of vinegar and yeah. positive on stuff. Yeah. I love yeah. That one. Yeah, and that was again. It's come down to really good actors and letting them do their thing. That one's actually the one that stands out on your reel. It's a little bit different from the rest, actually. It's yeah. a little bit less polished and a bit more authentic, and I guess a bit more serious. But there's that dark comedy mm. kind of stitched. Yeah, I'm yeah, very dark. Yeah, I love that one. I thought that was good. <laughs> Thank you. I'm quite um, proud of that one. Yeah, yeah. I th- the message on the. I mean, again, it's the message on the end of it really. Yeah, really, really hit. But it's a good, it comes from like a good script, good cast. Yeah. And like you were saying, do you feel like that's something you're trying to push more into yeah. that world rather than you know because a lot of the other ones are very um, transitions and yeah. going different and quite unworldly, and this one feels very grounded. Yeah, mm. I think that um, what I'm trying to do is, is it worth just giving a bit of a top line what this commercial is about actually? Oh yeah, so it was um, it was for it's a new thing over in Ireland. It, uh, my my first shoot over there the electoral commission and basically it's a new like referendum thing to try and get people to vote yeah so it's all about giving um the so if you don't use your voice then someone else speaks for you and it was just a really simple idea and um and i'd never done any work over there at all and generally a lot of my stuff is very branded and it was just a nice message and something just totally different for me to get my and to do something that some good in the world <laughs> and it's so simple as someone going to order some fish and chips and the bloke behind him ordering it for him and yeah. telling him exactly what he wants yeah. and actually it's not what exactly. he wants exactly yeah, yeah it's not what he wants so i think that were a really uh, you know a really good approach um yeah. where did where did i take where did we take off then just oh, yeah. what is that what yeah so we went backwards going to it yeah i think it's um i think whatever i try and do i think it has to have heart whatever and the style stuff is just something that's popped on top. So, yeah, I've got so many scripts. You know, you get scripts in, in the ideas of transitions. I'm just like, well, um, that's really quite boring. And I think that um, with I've always done, everything I've done, you know, is always very visual. And I can do that with my eyes closed, to be honest with you. And I just think that comes, styles come and go, styles come and go. And I just think just leaning into what I'm learning personally as being human really and connecting with people and being back in the UK and just bringing that to life whether that is using that lens or swinging the camera around there or I mean I'm obviously I'm always going to try it's always everything I do I'll always want it to look cool or look nice but it needs to have heart I think um, and so that that's my last shoot was the Irish job and then just before then I did something for QuickBooks which again is a departure that um, it's the first time I've really done dialogue, and so that's a new thing that's kind is of. Is that exciting. the booty yeah. yeah, yeah. So I'd never had any. Saw that one on yeah. TV actually. Did you? Yeah. Yeah. So I've never really had um, up until recently. Oh, the go kart spot actually was the first time 
that I actually had humans talking in my adverts. <laughs> talking humans? Yes. Well, it's, it's weird. It's more <laughs> than I have like little characters yeah, talking. Yeah, yeah. But it's funny because well, it's, it becomes. Um, if you don't have that, I've had it before. I don't. If you don't have that in your reel and it's more music led, yeah, then it's hard to get those scripts. Yeah, it becomes hard. So w- once you get it, then it's like, all right. It's like it's like people go, oh, they haven't done it, so they can't oh, do know. people talk, acting. It's like, or or if you've got it. So I did one of my first jobs that kind of got me going over here was for Tesco Mobile, and there was shopping trolleys, and then there was um, there was a McDonald's thing where there's someone was in a fridge, and I'm not joking. Um, we got scripts in, lots of scripts with shopping trolleys in, and also I've had so many scripts in someone in a fridge. I'm like, I could do more. I could do more than people in a fridge. <laughs> yeah. But it is like it says, like now you're you're like you'll be the sports master. It's like you kind of need to be doing that, and then it's just hard to get the the one that one in the first place. Though, yeah, yeah, isn't it? yeah. If you haven't done it before, you can't. You go, can you say? But I can do it, honest. Yeah, but it's yeah. nice. But then it's also like it's, that's an interesting reflection on the industry that of like how agencies are so like you know. Well, it's yeah. almost again, and then it's like, how can we sell this then to a client? It's like safety. It's, it's like safety. this person's done it, so yeah. they'll be able to do it. We'll know we'll get this signed off. Yeah, which I, is. I feel, I feel like that's again. I don't think. Don't, this is probably not correct, but I feel like that's more of a recent thing that's kind of come into play of like the safety, especially yeah. after COVID, of like we just need this to work. Yeah, you know. So it's been like less opportunities for, I guess, upcoming directors to kind of. People to take chances on yeah, that. Yeah, to take chances. Yeah. Um, I mean, our industry, I mean, it's it's a, it's a tricky one. Isn't it? It's quite a, quite a fickle industry as well, I guess, but um, and very tough. Um, Even with treatments, though, I, it's really hard to... You, I always want to try and do something. I mean, nothing's just been invented. You, you know, it's always a rehash. But I always try and do something that's fresh, but you have to show exactly... And then how do you show what you what's in your head? You have to show something that's done before which yeah. is what's interesting with the AI kind of stuff is what you can actually now get to the point of this is exactly what I mean and you don't have to show some other person's it's been done here yeah. and so they can just see it and they can go oh, she knows what she's talking yeah. about it's crazy with the AI stuff at the minute I mean I saw some the other day I actually saw a commercial that were a video you know like a film commercial that were made completely from yeah. AI I know, the one, I know the one that you're talking about mm, I think um, I think it was like a tester but I'm not too sure how I feel about all that kind of stuff. Yeah. It's got a, it's got a look, and it will become a fad for a bit. The yeah. style of it, but it's just evolving. Yeah. I, I, I guess it's I good use to it understand it. Yeah, big time. Yeah, I I use it quite a bit, um, but every time I get back on, it's changed. It's teaching itself. It's bloody scary. Yeah. Um, because yeah. Anyway, I mean, everyone's talking about that at the moment. But, but... do you put that in your treatments then? Mm. You used it quite yeah. a bit in your treatments. So it's it... about a year ago I started using it. All oh, right. Wow. Yeah. For a um, for a Candy Crush um, campaign, and it was I like it just because you know if you've got this kind of I I you know I can't remember at the time I I was it I wanted a, a um, chess pieces giant chess pieces made out of candy, and um, I wanted like this unicorn to have like dreadlocks. So I mean, how can you visualise that? And I do do Photoshop and everything, but I don't have time. So I I sort of started playing around with Mid Journey, and it started to. Sp- spit out all this stuff because you can keep going with it can't yeah, you it can be you can like keep roll like go again go again yeah. that one improve that one and da-da-da. yeah and you can take one say you quite like the nose on that one or the hooves on that one and you see but it is i'm i literally will be up all night 
down a little rabbit, what's the word? Rabbit, rabbit hole, hole, yeah. Rabbit hole. Yeah. And it's just, yeah. I mean, it's, it's an amazing tool just yeah. so, uh, for us to be able to show what's in our heads to explain it. Yeah. Um, like what you, you know, you must be amazing on the prompts. <laughs> yeah, I always think prompts are the key thing. It if is. you've got them down, you are like, yeah, flying exactly. Yeah, I need to jump on that a little bit. I've just totally not even head of the game. <laughs> there, I just, I'm a, bit, I'm a bit, a bit of a techie bod, I guess. I love it. Do you, do you write your own treatments then as well? Do uh, you do, kind it, of do everything? Yeah, I, yeah. well, I don't, I used, I don't, I get help now with um, the design. I used to yeah. do all that myself, yeah, but um, I. I found a couple of people that, you know, because it's just too hard to do everything. Yeah, and then I can just focus on the ideas. Yeah, it's great. Um, and stuff. So, and, and that's, and again, treatments are just, it's just quite tricky. Just always having to come up with the next, because you're competing always. I've always felt like, felt like I was always competing against people who've got, who've been around longer and have got better reels. And I'm like, how am I going to literally, how am I going to win this one? It's, you just have to go, like, I always, Again, leaning into just doing what I think and not second guessing anybody, and just going. I, I just think either you're going to love this or you're going to hate it. I don't, you know, I'm never going to be in the, you know. I think that's it, and that's the best things I've won are ones where I've gone a bit crazy or just come out and thought about something totally different, and they're either go that's wrong, or it just means that um, you've kind of collaborated with the creators, you made their idea better, and they they're in they're on the on the on the path with you. Um, and that's you know some of the best things on my reel have been have come out of that really. It's almost like you not caring what's been done before or whatever. You're just going, I'm going to put my spin on this and my idea on it, yeah. Rather than what you think they're going to like, yeah. Which know? I used to do, and I guess it comes down to, um, you know, we all have to pay rent and everything like mm. that. So early days where I just I I'm like I really need this. I need this. Just I just need this to pay my bills. Yeah. And then quite often you didn't get it. And then just in last year, I've kind of won quite a few. And that was just because it didn't matter so much if that didn't happen. And and that's a luxury. And yeah. I know what it's like when you're not... I also know the other side of things. Yeah. Um, and But then saying that just now, I've just lost a job because I have gone a bit weird. And I've, on a beauty brand, I'm not going to say which one, I've said, let's, I mentioned apocalypses and zombies and cave women, and I didn't win it. So, but you know what I mean? <laughs> that sounds great. <laughs> but also, I think, like, I always find, I think it's, there's that, there's that much work out there. There's that many different styles. Like, it can, it actually drives me mad online. I've actually started just unfollowing people because, it just becomes too much of your life, actually. Yeah. And yeah. when I'm online, I actually want to see, I don't know, yeah. fucking a tiger taking down a buffalo or something. You know, something different. <laughs> yeah, just... You know, I'm not like uh, I'm kind of sick. I just I don't I don't really look at people's work anymore. Yeah. Um, which is kind of good and bad. I miss I the other people's good. work. I, uh, I'm a friend's work, so I, you know I watch that. But there's just too much chaos out yeah. there. I think it's well, you like become you said, comparing then, don't you? You do. Just stay on. Um, Stay on your vision yeah. and, and write whatever you want to write. It doesn't work. It doesn't work. I I tried. Well, and also I was, you know, I started off in Australia, and it's very male centric, very boysy, laddie beers, and um, and I was never going to be, you know, I would get toilet roll adverts or woman in the kitchen, and that was never, and I didn't, I wasn't brave enough to kind of go, ah, oh, I'm just going to say this. I'm just, and also it wasn't, you know, that was like ten years ago. It was a different place. Whereas, and just coming back here. I did. I tell you where it all starts. I did do a, my first shoot here was for this um, thing called Adpology, which is like a little charity, like a little video about um, 
how advertisers um, take females in, in, in advertising and it kind of took off and went viral. And I, I just literally was like, oh my God, this works. This works. Okay, let's try this for the next job. And so I just became um, just really honest and not trying to be that big alpha male kind of stomping around on set. I don't know whether people do that. I don't know, but I just thought I just... Great, Gus. Yeah, I heard you lost your voice shouting, lost your voice shouting at everybody. Yeah, you fucking bastard. <laughs> uh, nah. <laughs> no, but, um, yeah. But as you say, though, I think it is everybody's individual. It just happens that we're all directors. And I what... whisper, mate. I feel the take and whisper to him. I don't know. No, really. <laughs> for him to lean in. <laughs> what are you saying? Lean into me. No, I don't know. I'm very quiet, man. Quite yeah. like, yeah, taking him aside a little bit and just having a little bit of a whisper with yeah. him. Really. Or you have, um, I've got two ADs who I love who are just, they're, they're very lovely and sweet, but they can be like very bossy because I'm not very bossy. They yeah. can go, I'll go, and then they go and be bossy. <laughs> 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 go and sack them over there. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, uh, Tiny says you're fired. <laughs> Get off my set. Um, that was another question I wanted to ask. Because you work such a, in a, you know, such a, she's got your fingerprint all over, you know, each thing you do, it's just like, I totally <laughs> see your tone of voice. Um, DPs, what, who's, who oh. do you enjoy working with? Like? Oh. And do you stick with the same DP? Yeah. Well, it's weird because um, I, I'm, I, I've said to you guys before, I've only really been working, say, five years. So I had to come and start from scratch. I didn't know anybody. Didn't know. It's crazy how you've only been doing it five years. and In the UK, yeah. yeah. And so I just started from scratch. And um, I, it's only, it's only really, <laughs> it's only really in the last year where I think that I've got to the point where I've got, um, say, Three edit, three or four editors, three or four DPs, a couple of ADs. I I feel really comfortable now, because I and the DP is my most important person, um and I've and for different jobs I will work with different DPs. But there's and a lot of it comes down to their personality as well, in terms of the, whether they're collaborators. And so like the Irish job that I've just um works with uh, Luke Jacobs and he's I'm doing a short film and we just immediately hit it off and we don't we were friends on Instagram and know via each other on the, online but I'd never met him till I turned up on set in in Dublin recently and again I literally on purpose when I'm not gonna I'm just gonna break out my comfort zone I'm not gonna ha have even though I've got lovely editors like Sam who you mm, know mm. um and, and DP mm -hmm. Sam Bold and Joe Douglas, who I work with as a DP, I've got. I could have turned to those guys for this job, and I just went. I'm going to be brave. I'm just going to have. I didn't even know the producers. Nobody on set, and um, and sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. But you've got to put yourself out there because you might just find that beautiful gem or or that connection, like it did with Luke, or you know, with an editor that you can take on that journey because you, you 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 might say oh I would love let's try and get Sam on a job and quite often he's booked up so you need your backups big time mm, yeah. yeah same with like colorists as well like yeah. colorists is such a you know but I always get that guilt feeling like if you don't go regularly so like oh, I feel bad yeah. I always feel like bad but you're right because if they're not available you need to yeah. make these other connections and I'm sure that they I exactly I feel like that as <laughs> yeah. well. I'm we so also loyal. forget that they work with fucking everyone yeah, else exactly, yeah exactly yeah. they don't just work with us all yeah. no, but you think that don't you oh, yeah. I feel bad but... I know I, like, I just did something at ETC I love grading there and I used uh, Colbert for this job um, whereas I usually always work with Luke and I bet you Luke's not sitting around going oh god I, what's Tiny doing <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Why didn't she choose me? I know. Yeah. I just don't want to hurt anyone's feelings, yes. do you? Um, yeah. 
but it's good to kind of work with different artists because then you kind of also grow for example like you know me and Ozzy work a lot with Adric who, who's like he's, he's amazing DOP I mean he can yeah. read he can really read body language as well you know he's really? quite like very, yeah he's, he's if you want anything like feeling real like social realism I mean he can do everything but he's everything. really special at yeah. like social realism and oh, operating the camera and yeah but it's also good to work with different DPs to understand how to, you know, do something a little bit more polished and, or a bit yeah. more stylized, you know. And so you've got to kind of like spread yourself out a little and bit. And also yeah. being brave that in the same way that we get typecast, like say for instance with Luke, I'm sure he thought that Tina's going to want like motion control with a big probe lens or something. And, and you know, he could do that. Do you know what I mean? And sometimes, and he was like, I think he thought that that was what we were going to do. But mm. I think that it's just... If you're a good DP, you can turn your hand to anything. And like you were saying about social realism, that's probably going to be harder because it's got it can't have the hand of the DP. It's mm-hmm. just got to be exit. That's what I was saying to the um, the creatives on the, this job recently. It's just you. It's got you can't you can't notice it. it. Just it just needs to be and just exist and not have the hand heavy hand. Of, I mean, that, that, you know, the heavy hand. I mean, God, it, my reel definitely has a heavy hand on there sometimes <laughs> where I've gone a bit overboard, but, but that's only because the idea needs that. And if the idea doesn't need that, then it's probably harder to take away sometimes. Yeah. I don't know. It must have been fun doing the Boudicca one because it was like <laughs> very fil- it was like yeah, film, you know, and then you're breaking it yeah. at the end. So it, it must have been like the, the research must have been fun and like yeah. how are you going to shoot it? Because that was, an, yeah. was it anamorphic or it felt like 235 anyway, the crop, yeah. and it felt like well, that was cinematic. It. Yeah, yeah. And also, yeah. so I wanted um, everyone to believe when it came on TV that you're watching um, like a feature or something like that. And um, and Chris Sabagal, who I actually, who, who was the DP on that, I was actually, uh, I've worked with him a couple of times before, and he was just perfect for that. And it was just the idea was, yes, it, we had hardly, it wasn't like a massive budget. We only had like 18 extras. And so it's just being clever and about not spending... Just, just not... one minute time. I was just showing that 18 extras. I can't even get one extra these days. What are you on about? You've got all the rugby players. I just had 50 Yeah, get them all in for free, Craig. No, but we were doing like Boudicca's army. Yeah, crazy. It looked it had to look like Braveheart. Yeah. Also, any, doing anything like that, that costs a ton of money, you yeah. know, to kind of get all that, the armour and the kind of... Oh, and that the, was... The medieval yeah. parts, you know. And mm. also the costumes, we had to be so... Again, this all comes down to the prep. We had to be really... Because we knew that someone at home was going to go, oh, well, in those days, they didn't have that kind of metal um, on their shield. So we did so much prep in terms of that. And I think that... uh, And also, it was a two-day shoot, and we had to... We had to get in to do all the office stuff because there was a lot of other um, campaigns like the social. So we, that was shot in the morning, all that exterior stuff, and um, and we're just running a. You know, originally I wanted it to be steady cam and a bit more to- camera toys, but it kind of and we couldn't really afford that. But it kind of worked out for the best because we made it more handheld and a bit rough and ready, and we were just running around and yeah, run that way, shout, do that. It felt <laughs> nice for then because then the camera like became static yeah. on the end bit. So it f- you felt that kind of that contrast. Jar. Yeah, that jar of it, yeah. Again, that comes down to the idea. And again, I'm only really, rather than doing style, if the idea, I mean, it's a great idea. You know, all these, there, there was different campaigns. So we had Sleeping Beauty. What would she do if she went to the accountant? What did what does Goldilocks and Three Bears do? And again, it's just the beauty. Then when the script comes in, you go, well, I can see that. That's a campaign. Yeah, yeah, it's going to yeah. be beautiful. Yeah. The only thing you can do is fuck it up, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
And and what's what's next for you then, Tiny? In terms of what's going on? Oh. Where are you going? Oh. Yeah, because you mentioned in... a short film. Where yeah, that's I'm I, I've kind of done my career back to front really. So I did a music promo last year, and I'm about to do my first short film. Um, and I'm just I'm finding the freedom of that is amazing. Not to have someone on my shoulder, and it like I did this I say a pop promo last year with Joe Douglas, and he. We were, I was like, oh my God, can I do another take? Can I, you know what I mean? Just that yeah, freedom. Yeah. And I just really enjoy um, telling this, this film, that I'm, um, it's written, we're just sort of in, you know, prep for it at the moment. And it's a quite a personal story and it's quite scary because it's a dark comedy. Um, and so I guess that's, my, as I say, in the last couple of years, I'm learning performance and all that kind of stuff. So it's just learning every, every time, every shoot, like the last shoot, I was so excited because I've learned how the joy of working with proper actors because previously I'd be getting actors all they had to say was um, hello or, you know, just like as props. Never really had had the joy of working with, you know, not coming from film school or anything like that and just knowing, oh, my God, you're just like awesome. <laughs> I'm just going to just say a few little things, but I cast you in the first place because I knew what was in your heart and in your eyes and in your soul, you were going to be perfect. Yeah. So I think casting and um, yeah, films, short films. I always said that about castings, the the, the most important thing. Yeah. yeah, but also I feel like you know, fair hat off to you like to make a short film because like you know I feel like I'm gonna burn some bridges here. But as a director, as a storyteller or mm. whatever, I feel like that's that's also the work I want to see. I want to see, like, yeah, what, themselves. What's, in, what's inside them. Put it together. Yeah. What story do they want to tell? Because yeah. you can get as many commercial scripts in the world, but it's not yours at the end of the day. Yeah. Like, I'm I'm always, like, excited to see, like, when, when my mates are doing stuff that they want to do, you know. Yeah. I, I mean, uh, and there is that anxiety about putting your own oh, money into it. Yeah. And, and Especially not, if, it's the, if it's someone's first one. Yeah, not yeah. getting it's scary. Well, no, and also because it's not like I'm just straight out of film school. And that's the scary thing because it's, I can't, um, if it's shit, I can't blame anyone. <laughs> yeah. I can't yeah. go, oh, well, you know, in the pre-pro, they yeah. didn't like that, sh you know what I mean? Yeah. And there is a lot of pressure, but then there's, as I say, the joy of that is that it's mine and no one can tell me that that, and, and in terms of, we consciously didn't go and get funding or anything like that as well. I'm sort of putting, uh, we're, you know, in the production company and I, we're putting money into it because I didn't want, I just wanted, so I've written it with someone else, uh, um, Cynthia D'Souza, who I don't know. She, again, it was just someone that came into my world by accident and she said, I. she's like quite high up as a script editor, I think she was at BAFTA. And she was, I said, I just need someone that, to help me just starting out who's never done a short film. And But she's, she goes, oh, I'll do that for you, Tina. I was like, oh my God, really? So, and so it's just between me and her, obviously, with this script. So no one else can come in and go, well, that story, that character, this, da, da, da. And, um, you know, if it's rubbish, it's rubbish. <laughs> if it's, we'll take credit or we'll get slated for it. Yeah. It, it comes down to kind of momentum as well. Like, there's a lot of chat about doing, uh, you know, oh, yeah. like, get, get it fucking moving. Mm. Like, you know, I think momentum's like a, a big thing. Like, even if you're not quite financially there, yet, yeah. get that date in and, and start getting people involved. Yeah. And the other thing is to kind of get people excited, get people on the same page. You yeah. know, that's always, it's about finding your family of people to, yeah, that's, to come on a little journey with that, you. I've only just realised that as well because 
the people that um, I'm, I want to be involved or and the ones that really want to be involved, they have a sim. So it's quite a personal story. And generally, it's the people that connect with the story that they have got come from a similar kind of stuff has happened to them. Um, it's quite a dark, still back grief, but it's, you know, it's quite. So if someone connects with it and I connect with them, they're the right person for that script. Because mm. they'll bring their own reason for wanting to do it. Are you feeling like using a different team for your short film? Um, no, no. I think I'd definitely have to use someone that I know. Yeah. But, um, and I've, say for instance with Luke, the DP, I'd, it's quite a personal story and I would not, I'd, I don't know, I just felt compelled to just, he just, I don't know, he's a bit like a, like a priest, I guess. He just asked me something and I was like, oh, this is what the film's about. And he was like, oh yeah. And it was just, it was meant to be. Do you know oh, what I mean? Oh, wow. yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think it just comes down to if it connects with the right people. I, I, I think it has to be someone. It always has to be someone that I know on yeah. on set. I can't really have someone that might be a nightmare. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Trust. Trust, yeah. yeah. That's it, yeah. Should be encouraged. <laughs> Trust, yeah. Um, I just find it nuts how you came over here and you, you've been working here five years and it's... it's but you were you talking about momentum and it feels like it yeah. has been a momentum for you and it's just like snowballed in yeah. a really great way. Well, the snowball is the thing. It's not as if it just happened because... There's a lot uh, of groundwork yeah. that's happened. And also on my way, on the, I wasn't, I didn't know what we were going to be talking about. So, yeah. and Trent just said, oh, talk about your journey. I was like, oh God, I'm going to have to think about what, what is my journey in the Uber just here? And I was like thinking of what's happened and, and it's just starting off. My very first thing was um, for VCCP, and it was um, an animated thing of um, a pigeon, like walk, for TFL, walking around town. Um, like, um, oh, yeah, I've seen that. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know, um, who's that comedian? He goes, oh, I'm having a walk around. The, co- the Cockney. Um, um, what's his name? Oh, the uh, big, but uh, in the business. In, um... The comedian. Oh, no, the comedian. Oh, no. Yeah, he's like, I'm having a walk, but the Cockney. Anyway, so I... I mod- <laughs> no, no. I'd, so, anyway, I modelled the little CG character, Pigeon, on my how a cockney walks around like my dad was like feet like this and so it was 20 grand and that was my very first thing that i did for vccp and then i this time last year i was filming with vccp a big um o2 commercial in lisbon and that's how how it can happen do you know what i mean that to go from doing something like that and if they if you get on well with the creatives or i mean it wasn't the same team but it doesn't matter where you start because it might lead to something else, yeah. I guess. Yeah, it's, it's always it's always that th- getting on with the creatives. Like, yeah. it's, it's very important. Definitely. You know? Do you, Do you think having a a production company and a rep as 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 helped you? Yeah. Here? Do you know because at, at the moment there's a lot of like, especially with our friends, there's a lot of directors now who don't want to sign contracts mm. and they're moving away from production companies and a lot are becoming freelance. Yeah. And just being like, I want to be unrepresented and move yeah. around. Yeah. But it feels like it's really it's it's really worked in your favour being think, with a, a, yeah. a production company. It does. It depends on your personality. So I've got a couple of friends, and when I first came here, um, he's freelance, and um, and I, I personally I don't think that's good for me because I do, I'm not really a self. I just I don't know. I don't really go to the parties, and I'm a bit rubbish at selling myself. And um, whereas if, and also I didn't know anybody. Whereas if you're a director, like you guys, if you've got like, you know, you guys are very, I can imagine you've got loads of mates and loads of connections and good at networking. That's going to be brilliant because then it's also, you're not tied to a roster where there's like a hundred other directors and doesn't really, you why, 
unless you're getting special attention. Um, and obviously it's worked really well for me um, with my producers when I was in Australia. My first producers got me going. And then here where they, you know, they. I think it's really important for me to be on a small roster and they they help you. You take, they, you know, they're seeing their investment of five years ago um, and it's just a journey and you, you kind of go, I don't know, but saying that I'm quite loyal. So I wouldn't really... I think it depends on you as a human and you as a director, what yeah. would suit. I think it depends which way you would go. Who are you with uh, right now then? Um, flipped. Yeah, we flipped. Right? Yeah. So, um, and again, it's kind of like it, the relationship with your production company is mm. like in many ways an emotional one, do you know yeah, what I mean as well? Definitely. It's not just about your work. It's like, yeah. Well, yeah. when well, I, I put think... this person in the room, is she, are people going to like her? Yeah. And... Well, it's the connection. I think the connection's key to... I don't think I've ever left... I've only really been with three companies. I've never left anywhere on bad terms. I'm actually best friends with my first boss, who um, who he's obviously retired now, and he's... I don't know, I've just... But then I would... If I didn't like somewhere, I'd, I'd just leave. If I like somewhere, I'd just see why... You know, why do you... A lot of directors just, like, go one company to the next company to the next company. And... Um, but then maybe it depends on if you, what companies you choose. If you choose a big company where there's like 50 other directors and you're, you know, I'm not a big shouty going, me, 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 give me scripts, and you yeah. get lost. So Yeah, you do. And it's like you it's mentioned earlier that it becomes like a football team or something. Yeah. Yeah, and it's like who's moving around and exactly who's the shining star yeah. for this for this season or whatever, you know. But it's great that you guys are, are friends as well because I missed... In Australia, we had like a lovely little team of us all directors, and and we had all our different strengths, and we would help out. So, you know, there was this it was before I was doing performances. This director that um, he was quite small as well, and obviously we would get a script in, and we thought that between the two of us, we'd be the perfect director because he, I could do all the visual effects and he could do the comedy. We had this idea that I would get on his shoulders <laughs> if it was a post sort of shoot. Or vice versa, and put a coat Very on, big you know, like Tom Jones. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I went off on a tangent there. No, I love it. What was the question? <laughs> <laughs> oh yes, about having um, feeding off of each other because it's quite a lonely job being a director because you've got no, I don't know, who do you brainstorm with? It's not like being in a team of an art director and a copywriter. Big team. This is what kind of why we started this podcast to talk yeah. to other directors to make it feel less lonely. Yeah. You know, I feel like quite. We have. It's funny. That's our, bit, our friendship group. The group's topic is is the kind of imposter syndrome. <laughs> I like no one. He says that, and then he's calling me. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You like being How are you doing, man? <laughs> but it's fun because we can bounce off each other. And you send me your scripts. We send each other's that's work, great. and we respect each other. Yeah, and we respect each other's opinion. Definitely. So then, and we've kind of got this little group of. We're loads of directors, and you know when one's down, we pick them up. And one, you know, me and Craig always say we're on a on a seesaw. When he's yeah. when he's really busy, I'm not. And when I'm really busy, he's not. I know. It's like, but only you get that. Like I see that um, if someone's doing really well at a time, you just know that. Well, next month it, it might not be, and and that you can't explain that to anybody else no. unless you live it, like we do, day yeah. in day out. Yeah. And yeah. no, in the and having to pick up if someone hasn't had a script in six months doesn't mean they're shit. It just means that the, something's going on, and then you never know. In six months' time, you might be up back up. It's just yeah. oh, it's, it's crazy Big industry. Time, yeah, you can't so you can't put your finger on it. No, really. and it's no, tough to can't. balance that being like. You still keep confident when you do scripts, or you lose a job. Yeah, yeah. I'm not feeling like you're a millionaire when you do one job. The next one, then, then you won't work teenagers. Yeah, you know that's that's the tough thing is balancing that budgeting with a direct, as a director as well. I, I yeah. always found. 
Because I'm just terrible with money. I'm so am I. I just <laughs> seriously, I spent all week on to the tax man. Anyway, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, that's that's another thing. Yeah. But also, it is the money side of things because you always have the big ideas, don't you? And so when I, so I'm, I always think I'm writing my, you know, some weird idea or something in my bedroom at like two in the morning, and then we're on set and. Then you're figuring out, oh my god, how on earth? Why did I write that into that treatment? Because <laughs> yeah. Paul Trent, my juice is like going, oh my god, <laughs> can't you just like keep something very simple? Just like have the camera there. But it's good that you take a commercial script and then add things yeah. and adapt it and add things because a lot of people are scared to do that. So it's like I feel like doing that, yeah, has probably worked a lot in your favour. Well, I do it in a very, um, um, I, I not necessarily. What would you say? I wouldn't say that I, I don't like to step on anybody's toes. So I'll always do it in the call. I'll always just say, look, I'm going to throw loads of ideas. Some of you love, some of you hate. And I'm not precious at all. And um, and even if it feels, if they want to make it feel like it was there, I really don't care. As long as it's it works out for the best. Um, and I will, ju- if it's right, I will just throw other stuff in. But keep it, keep their script there and then go, hey, and we could take it this way. And if they're comfortable in... If they've written a really good script in the first place, brilliant, because you're only making it a little bit better. Or just, to, and if they if they like it, then usually it all it kind of works because you, I respect them because they wrote a really cool idea in the first place, and they respect me because they liked what I've written. And then that's the best thing on set, which doesn't happen all the time. But in the last couple of projects, the QuickBooks and the Irish job, I had a connection with the creative straight away, and they had trust, and they just said. Tina, you do your thing, they'll always jump in. And I was like, come and tell me. If you're unhappy, I'm not going to be like a bulldozer. You've got to tell me because I want you to be happy. It's your idea. Yeah. And it's just that softness so that they, and that communication. Um, and, and I would never like bully, you know, I'm oh, not a bully, even though it is my name, um, anyone into anything. <laughs> Liar. <laughs> Liar. You stamp on your foot. <laughs> She's been kicking me all this oh, time. No. <laughs> Ask me a nice question. Ask me a nice question. <laughs> um, thank you so much for coming down, and and you know Pleasure. it's been it's it's been I've, I've, I've really enjoyed like looking through all your work and getting to know you because yeah. that's the, you that's guys. the other thing. It's like you know you never know like the people behind yeah. the work. Yeah, and... and we would never met, met before, so no. we just didn't know. I just knew what... I heard that you were lovely from Sam Bold. Oh, that's the essence. So, so I knew that of... I wasn't like going to be scared. Yeah, yeah. Because really we were business. like when we were first coming in, we were like, should we go outside? We don't want it to be too intimidating. Us two just sat here. With no, his microphone, like, all right, bring her in, sit, sit down. <laughs> <laughs> so lovely. Oh well, thank you so much for coming well, down. To and, meet um, you both. Yeah, yeah, you too. Thank you so much. Yeah. Okay. Nice one. See you soon. <laughs> Bye. See you. Bye. Bye.